Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are taking a journey to Pennsylvania to chat with Deborah Adams. Deborah not only shines as a part-time actress and producer in the indie film industry, but she's also the co-author of the book, The Farm, Time Travel, 2000 Years. So welcome, Deborah, to the RV Thank you, Lucia. It's so great to meet you. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. Deborah. it's quite a coincidence that you're from Punxsutawney. I don't know how to say this word. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> the ground. It's famous for its groundhog. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I was born on February 2nd. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Well, did you ever go to Punxsutawney to see the groundhog? No, unfortunately. You know, before we move forward, could you please tell us a little bit about Groundhog Day and its significance in your city? Uh, yes, um, Punxsutawney is well known, of course, for the groundhog predicting the weather. And uh, we're going to have an early spring or if it's going to continue being winter. So mm -hmm. if the groundhog doesn't see his shadow, we will have an early spring. If it does see its shadow, there'll be six more weeks of winter. So they, they draw in an immense amount of people every February the 2nd to see if the groundhog sees his shadow or not. My friend Johnny Griffiths is the one that handles the groundhog every February the 2nd. And I, I would say go at least once and experience the excitement. I remember this movie, Groundhog Day, also. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. I love you. That was so, funny. So let's dive into your experiences, Deborah. You are just awesome. I was reading your your answers, and can you share your fondest memory of your childhood and how was growing up there, and how it influenced your love for adventure and outdoors well of course back then that was in the 60s 1960s and such so growing up in Punxsutawney was quite different than growing up in today's world you could get on your bicycle and ride it for miles and miles you could go into the woods and build tree houses and not have to worry like parents worry today about their children and we went to roller rinks and, and 
went into the neighborhood. It was like a neighborhood watch. If you did something wrong, you better believe when you got home, your mother was already going to know about it and you would be corrected. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ponce was a nice, quaint little town. And school, of course, they have regulations like they do today in schools. And um, geography and history, you learn, I think, a lot more than what you do in today's world. Mm-hmm. And I wish children would, would still have that in school. And dramatics class and, and life was so different from today as it was back then. So I enjoyed growing up then, and I think kids miss out so much. They're on their phones, and they're not outside playing in the fresh air and such. I can imagine how nice it was to live in that place. I was checking the pictures of the city, and it looks like so peaceful, still very peaceful. Yes. The country is a great place to for children to grow up. I remember when my grandchildren were little, And I come down and pick them up and say, go to the mountain just to have some fun. <laughs> and it was great. And now I see that you live in both Pennsylvania and Florida. Yes, Zephyr Hills, Florida. Mm-hmm. We bought a house down there a year ago. So all new adventures are about to occur. And we've met some very, very nice people down there. You know, Deborah. I'm truly inspired when you mention I'm 70 years old and nothing keeps me down. That's true. You only live once. And to be 70 years old, I was almost on an adventure program where I stated, and of course, I was a few years younger. And why sit in your home and wait to die when there's so much out there that you can do and live and be laughing and sharing with other folks. And a lot of my friends are half of my age and I love it because it's such a positive vibe and to go out there and enjoy life. And I wouldn't mind, I don't mind representing people my own age because it's showing them you can be older, but get out there, live and enjoy what time you have left. Totally, Deborah. And Can you share with us your secret for staying so active and youthful? Uh, it actually is no secret. I enjoy being around positive people. I don't like drama. Um, I hurt each day. I have my aches and pains just like the next person. But my mother always taught me, keep your mind busy. Because as long as your mind is a busy mind, then those pains aren't half as bad yeah she was completely right yes my mom also says the same she's 79 years old and she is unstoppable actually she goes to gym and her friends also are all younger than her she's always very positive and this is the secret let's say that yes I love being around my younger friends. I feel like I fit in and, and they make you feel like you fit in. And do you have something in your bucket list that you yes. still didn't so spill the Yes, beans? I want to tandem jump out of a plane. Jim <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> says uh, he won't join me. He says um, he won't jump out of a perfectly good plane. 
<laughs> no. And I that would be such an adventure. I guess I'm a risk taker. I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to heights, I'm pretty scared of them and skydiving. It's something that I'd never dare attempt. So I must say, I greatly admire your courage <laughs> and, of course, sense of adventure. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I got to try at least once. My doctor told me I couldn't do it this fall, not until my my health is just a little bit better. And I says, well, you, you give me the okay so I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Betty White was the one that uh, she jumped out of a plane. I says, yeah, I want to be just like you. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. I yes. I really think it's amazing when we want to do things regardless of our age. Yes. It doesn't matter. No. We, no, absolutely. No, I don't. And Deborah, you co-authored a book that your husband Robert began but couldn't finish. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about Robert? Yes, Robert was a very intelligent man. He had a library with a thousand books. And when I say he read each and every one of those books, he did. And he had COPD. And uh, he couldn't do the things that he loved to do. He loved the outdoors. He loved hunting, fishing, anything that had to do with the outdoors. And when he couldn't do that any longer because his illness, of course, got worse. Mm -hmm. And in his latter stages, he was on the computer. And I says, you know, why don't you write a book? He goes, oh, I can't do that. And I says, why not? You had a library. You read all kinds of adventures. You read hunting stories, fishing stories, survival stories try. So one day I walked in the living room and I says, what you doing over there? He goes, well, I decided to write a book. And he says, well, what's it going to be on? You'll find out. And I go in and ask, well, can I read a little? Nope. You're going to have to wait till I'm done with it. And unfortunately, one day he got COVID and um, he was no longer able. He passed away from it. But uh, yes. And his story was the farm time travel 2000 mm-hmm. years and it's an adventure story give or take 500 years um it it goes back to the stone age uh, just before the woodland time period and uh there was um a war that took place and that war was two countries that aligned themselves and that was china and russia And they infiltrated the United States. And uh, Russia had a weapon that they didn't even realize sent us time traveling back to that time period. And I don't want to get too much into the story because I'd like to have readers read the story and find out exactly what happened. And the comparisons of today's world to that time period and what we taught the natives, what the natives taught us and what occurred. There's so much more to the story than what I've just spoke on. First of all, I'm sorry for your loss, Deborah. Yeah. And your book seems to be a mix of 
historical fiction and survival adventure. Am I correct? Yes. Um, he, if anything would happen in today's world and say, for instance, we would, that would happen. Or even if we stayed here in this time period, he would have known what to do. The hunter in him, he knew how to trap. He knew what to do with the meat. And the people that have written it, read it and gotten back to me, there was so much to learn. He knew how to build a smoker, um, how to preserve food. And he took all of this information and created this story. So it's, it's a time traveling story. It's a survival story. He would teach, he taught people in the story what to do to preserve food, um, how to take, for instance, um, rock salt that you use on the road and how to break it down so you could use it as a table salt. And um, we have books on, for instance, uh, medicinal medicine. Wow. And there's some of that in his story and uh, how to reduce fevers with um, different plants of their time period. But, and they taught us their plants of the time period. You put our time period and their time period together and know how to reduce fevers or how to address wounds. So yeah, there's a lot involved in the story and it would make a great film because it is so different of, a, of the time traveling stories that have already been made into film, this is quite different. So I'm hoping to find a filmmaker that'll get past that first chapter of the introduction, read the entire story and see the vision that I see that in the story and create a film from it. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Robert and you as well had to research a lot to write this book. Robert should have been a history teacher. He already had a lot of the knowledge. But he enjoyed his buddy Tom and him going into the Laurel Mountains and doing what they did. So as I said earlier, he was a man full of knowledge. That already knew what to do. So I'm glad he wrote the book and shared that knowledge with the rest of the world. Yes. And Deborah, I've always been fascinated by time travel. Even before watching that movie is uh, Back to the Future. Yes. So personally, I would love to journey back to the Egyptian era And oh, yeah. I witness how the pyramids were constructed. You know, things I yes. was always so curious about it. And I have a question for you. So if you had the chance, for example, is there another period of time you would like to visit? Yes, I would like to visit back in the time period of the frontier. Before the land 
became more modernized, um, say the 1800s, mm-hmm. when you had the horse and buggies before cars were invented. Although I do like the Model Ts and I do like the Roaring Twenties and that time period, but I do like the frontier time period. Nature, I think, was just untouchable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a rougher time period for mankind, yeah. Um, but you lived off of the land. There wasn't as much destruction as there is now. Exactly. And Deborah, what message do you hope readers will take away from this book? Mm, that's a hard question. After they read the story, maybe enjoy their families more. Not be so quick to be angry. Go out and try to settle something with a gun. Um, but be more family-oriented. Love life. Um, beware what's going on around you, environmentally as well as Don't be so quick to judge. Learn more about what's around you, what's going on around you. Be prepared if something was to occur. What could you do? What would you do? Because you don't know from one day to the next if you're going to be here. So stop and think and love more. Thank you, Deborah. Love more. This is what we need every day, every day. Mm-hmm. Their love, which are so take away from that story after you read it, learn more, love more. Because, like I said, you, we just don't know what's going on in the world today. We just don't know. Yeah, thank you, thank you very so much. So I hope they do learn something from the story, and some of it, as it is graphic, war is graphic. So, as some of my readers told me, some of the story they laughed. Some of the story they cried. I really want to read this book. Actually, actually, Deborah, you told us that Robert did not allow you. Let's say you did not had a chance to read this book while he was writing it. I can imagine that there might have been challenges in completing your husband's work. How did you manage if oh, it Absolutely. It was a, an immense challenge. With the help of my family, my granddaughters, my friends that are already authors, and my film friends, they helped me and supported me so much. And I did not know where to go to get my book published. And my friends that are authors, I questioned them, and they were more than willing to help me. And to see if there was times where I sat and I cried. And it kind of helped me mend in a way. And, of course, like I said, the people that was around me supporting me helped me mend. And as I said, I wanted to finish it. Because I've seen how much research, how much love he put into it. 
And it gave me a goal to finish the book. How I was going to finish it, I wasn't sure. So I spent my time doing the first editing of it, taking it so serious as he did. And I knew I had to go with that special ending. And I did it. I reached my goal and I did it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Congratulations, Deborah. Thank you. How long did, did it take you to finish his work? It took me a long time. It took months because I could only sit and do it for so long and I had to walk away. Like I said, it, it was difficult because you're mourning the person that you've been with for 44 years. And it, that was difficult. But I knew... It gave me a goal. And so I'd work on it. And my granddaughters, 13 and 15, came over. And I say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, Nana, that sounds good. And then my daughter would come over and say, well, Mom, can you add this? Sure, but I'll have to reword it a little bit. So I kept my mind occupied. And I felt like I was still, part of me was still with him. Mm -hmm. And he passed away in 2020, so. 2020. Yes. So as you can see, it, it took time. It was just published in spring of this year. Or yeah, no, yeah, spring of this year. So anyhow, uh, it took time, like I said. And um, I'm proud of the work. And I'm proud of how I did develop the ending. Uh, the ending is reworded a little bit from when my daughter was little, but I did work it in there for her. So my acknowledgments um, go to the people that helped me and those that I may have forgotten. Yeah. Um I have no words, Deborah. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to see. So my next goal is hopefully finding a filmmaker that sees the vision that I see. Of course, him being in the uh, painters union for so many years, there might be too many two by fours and eight by tens and this and that. But once you get past that, you'll see the vision. Can you describe your vision for turning the farm time travel two thousand years into a film? What kind of director or actors do you envision for this project? Uh, yes, um, I do. And people may not agree with me, but if you've ever watched the movie Frontier or The Relevant, James Moa, or uh, let's see, The Relevant was Leonardo DiCaprio. They're characters that would be able to fill that part or someone of that character to for the parts once you get sent back in the time and the frontier process of trading and and 
having to go from point A to point B. And that type of character it would take that type of character to end the film. And it could be a blockbuster. It really could. But you'd have to read the story to see where I'm coming from. If you watch those movies, those actors, it would take someone that, that you know, to be able to pull it off. Mm -hmm. So as a director or a character in the film, yes. Who knows, Deborah? I got my fingers crossed, too. <laughs> and if it depends on me, Deborah, I'm going to talk to everybody about this book. I'm sure it's very, very good. Well, he'll be smiling from heaven, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And Deborah, beyond selling the book rights and making it into a film. Do you have any other goals or creative projects you would like to pursue in the future? My goals right now, being that I am 70 years old, I've been a caregiver for some time. I've met James now. Mm -hmm. James and I want to travel and create our own adventures. So right now I'm working on this. And we just got this home in Florida and I'm still going to do some acting small parts and possibly be another producer in another film. We'll see. And I think that's the area that I just want to stay in right now. Cause I, I enjoy film. I enjoy my positive friends in film and they're a hoot to be around. They always make you smile and laugh. And in my time of life right now, that's all I want to do. I want to smile. I want to laugh. I want to enjoy life and be adventurous. Enjoy traveling with James and just be happy for what time I do have left. So yeah, that's where I'm concentrating right now, Lucia. I like this plan. Yes. I like We all deserve that. And how can interested readers and potential collaborators connect with you online? Uh, connect with me. Like I said, the book is being sold on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and a few other sites. And uh, if they want to connect with me, I'm more than willing to give my email address. Mm-hmm. And I am on Instagram, which is all small case, debbie.adams123. I have information on the book and page publishing is where my book was published and they set up a Facebook page, the farm time travel, 2000 years. Now the problem with my um, Facebook page, the farm time travel, 2000 years, I can't connect with my followers until I have a hundred followers. I still need approximately 30 more followers before I can follow back with them. So Unfortunately, right now, I'd say my uh, small case, Rob underscore Deb 354 at msn.com. They can get a hold of me there. And I'll be glad to correspond with them or my own Instagram until I get the 30 more <laughs> followers. So if they get on my uh, the farm time travel 2000 year Facebook page, uh, hit follow and once I get the rest of them and I get hit 100, yes, I can correspond with them back on there. You will get it soon, hopefully. Yes. I want to give a huge thank you to all 
our listeners for tuning in today. Deborah will be featured in the Relatable Voice magazine in October. Yay! <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Of course. So grab our free magazine at www.relatable-media.com. And Deborah, you are truly awesome. Well, thank you. And so are you, Lucia. And you I are. thank you for selecting me. Thank you, too. And we can wait for more of your exciting adventures and also say hello when you are in Italy with James. I will. Hopefully see you in Florida. Or in Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save.